Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Well, so far in this series, you've heard a lot about my own journey um, with my own mental health struggles and heard from a number of other people about what's been going on in their lives and what's gone on in their lives in the past and and uh, how that has affected them and how they've kind of worked through different pieces of that journey. Um, for, and we're going to deal with another, another aspect of that, and I'm going to share a little bit more about me and my journey. Uh, right now, um, I've found that one of the things that, that affects my mental health more than most anything else is being overtired. Now, sometimes, sometimes that's just I'm not, being, I'm not able to sleep well. Sometimes the anxiety or, or worry or, or, or being too, too much in my head, overthinking things has caused me to not sleep well, not be able to shut down and sleep well. At other times, it's the fact that I've got two little boys and they don't always sleep well, and so that messes with things. Other times, it's some kind of circumstance that's going on, and I'm listening to the wind or to the rain or things that are going on, and I just feel exhausted or, or I'm overworking. Whatever it is, um, I end up not having the downtime, not having the rest that I need, and when I'm tired, it throws so much of me off and it really messes with me. Um, and so that, that has to do with sleep, but it also has to do with just time not focused on work. I, I remember a couple years ago, I went to a little retreat that, the, that our district put on and uh, we were in this session and the, the guy that was leading the session had us write down everything we could remember, all those significant moments from like the past 12 months. And I, I started writing things down and I, I, one or two things per month. And uh, then he said, then he had us look back at them and kind of categorize them. And he was like, how many of those things are work related? And how many of those things are family related? And how many of them are positive? And how many of them are negative? And I got looking at them. And like pretty much everything was work related and was negative. And it, it hit me that I, I had reached this place where I, I was exhausted and all I had were the negative things weighing on me and just leaving me drained. And I hadn't, I hadn't been able to figure out exactly why I was feeling the way I was feeling or why I was feeling heavy and, and so tired. And it was, it was there. It was, I saw it right there. And, and I think that a lot of us, why am I shaking this hand? And uh, a lot of us end up in these situations too where for, we're either overworked or, or too busy or whatever it is and we end up getting really, really tired and it messes with us. Sometimes it's we're actually busy. We have too full of a schedule. We have things planned every day, every hour of every day or just there's just too many things, too many different things happening too quickly and we don't have, we don't have space and so it's bam, 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 thing after thing after thing and we just, our schedules are so full that we have no time and we just 
are running from thing to thing. At other points, it's not just the, the, the schedule, it's the amount of energy that's being put in, that you are you're pouring so much of yourself into, into work or into this project or renovations or, or the kids or whatever it is, and you're pouring so much of it into them that you are left totally drained. And at other points, it's, it, it's this feeling of, of so many random, crazy, strange things all happening at once. And it's not, not that there's no time and it's not that you're putting too much energy. It's just there's so many things and it's chaotic. And you end up feeling, you end up feeling energy drained. You feel like you feel physically exhausted. You feel your emotions are drained and you feel like totally lost and confused. And you think, try to think about things and you try to process things and nothing's clear. Nothing's clicking. Nothing's being processed and everything is confusing and chaotic and just a big mess. Well, I, f I feel like in those moments, it's a lot like this can of carbonated gross water um, where it gets all shaken up and then, well, it gets all shaken up and then, whoa, it makes a bit of a mess. I don't recommend doing that. It gets all all riled up and then it explodes and it creates a sticky gross kind of mess. And I don't I, I don't think that's how we're supposed to live. I don't think that's what we're supposed to be doing. I don't think that's how everything is supposed to come together. And and the Bible, I believe, is clear on that. And one of the things that we hear about in the church is something called Sabbath. Now, Sabbath is mainly an Old Testament concept, uh, but there are definitely New Testament application and points to it. And Jesus really reveals what the point of Sabbath is. Now, sometimes we think of Sabbath as Sunday. It's, oh, it's a holy day. We take Sunday off. Well, I think there's more to it. And when we look in the book of Luke, we'll see what the point of that Sabbath is. So in Luke chapter 13, starting in verse 10, this is what Jesus says the point of Sabbath is. This, this is what happens. Luke chapter 13, starting in verse 10. This is what he says. He says, on a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, which is kind of like a Jewish church. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She, had, she was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. And the Lord answered him. Jesus answered him. You hypocrites. Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day? From what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated. 
but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. What that, what that says to me is that Jesus didn't see the Sabbath simply as a rule to follow, but he saw what the point of it was, that what the point of taking that day off was. And he embodied that. He lived it. He, he acted it out in the healing of this woman. He understood the point of Sabbath was restoration, was healing. It actually, the point of the Sabbath was to heal people. It wasn't something that he should stop doing. That was the point. That was the expression of Sabbath. And I think what that means for us is that the point of practicing consistent moments of rest is restoration or healing. Now, I think the, the Bible fleshes out a lot more about Sabbath, and, and I want to go back into the book of Exodus in the Old Testament to get a couple clues of what that means for us and how, what we can do to apply that to our lives and what that really means. Because even, it doesn't look the same today. It may be 24 hours off, but the Jews take Saturday. Saturday is a Sabbath to them. And Christians have traditionally taken Sunday because Sunday would be the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And so we set that day aside as holy and we take that day off. But I think there's more to it. And I think there's more behind it to really get behind the heart of what Sabbath is all about. And so let's go to the book of Exodus. Now, in this story, we're in this situation where the Israelites have left Egypt. They are now in the desert. They're wandering through the desert and they're hungry. There's no food. There's no water. There's no they're wondering what's going to happen. And so God actually provides, miraculously, provides the food necessary. And what he does is he has something called manna show up on the ground each morning. They collect it. That's their food. And then the next day they get up and collect their food. Well, because of the Sabbath law, they weren't supposed to do anything on Saturday. And so what would happen is the bread would show up. The manna would show up on Friday morning. There would be two portions, twice the amount, and they would gather it up, and they would have it for Friday, and they would have enough left over that on Saturday they would be fine, they'd be taken care of. And this is what happens, and, and some of them weren't getting this, they weren't understanding this, and then this, this is what happens uh, in verse 28. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath, that is why on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where they are on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now, from this story, from this example, from this situation, I, I pull out three things that we need to keep in mind when talking about rest and the value of rest and how to have rest to be restored. Um, number one is create margin. Margin is the extra space or the extra resources. So in this story, God creates margin for the people in that they aren't, they aren't bothered with having to go get food on Saturday. He provides extra food on Friday so that they can they've got that margin so that they don't have to do anything on Saturday. And so God actually provides extra resources so that they can have that, that space. Um, he gives them that time so they've got 
they've got that opportunity to take that rest. Now, the second thing is taking the time intentionally. And so we have here that God says, listen, you can go out and you can look for food on Saturday, but it's going to be a waste. You, what you've got to do is you've got to intentionally, on purpose, stop. Don't waste your time doing that. Don't try scouting for your own food. Don't go try traveling. You need to intentionally take the time, schedule the time in. So you got to create margin. You got to take the time. And the third thing is you need to practice faith. Now, this is this is really significant with the whole idea of rest because the Israelites had to trust on Friday. They had to trust that what they were gathering was enough for Saturday. And they had to trust on Saturday that everything was going to be okay if they didn't go looking for food. They had to trust that. Trust their faith. They had to have faith that God would provide the margin and that He would take care of them even if they weren't working on Saturday. That everything wouldn't fall apart even if they weren't working on Saturday. So what that looks like for us is creating margin, taking the time, and practicing faith. Margin for us, uh, because we don't have manna and we don't have to collect manna, uh, and we're not wandering the desert, or most of us aren't, uh, what that looks like is making sure that we have, we have certain margins in our schedule. That might be cutting, cutting out something. Uh, cutting out something that takes up too much time or cutting out something that takes up too much energy. Uh, if we are so, so busy and so exhausted uh, that there is no opportunity for a break, then we need to cut something out to create that empty space, to create margin. Um, if we are just it's so totally swamped with work that there is no opportunity for a break, then maybe we need to change our jobs. Maybe, maybe we are... Maybe we don't have the money, uh, we need the job because we need the money to keep up everything. Well, maybe we're spending too much money on something that really doesn't need to be spent on. Maybe we, we have a, too fancy of a car or too big of a house or, or we're, we're spending too much on, on our uh, Netflix subscriptions or, or whatever it is. And we're spending too much money and that's putting too much strain on us work-wise and we're leaving exhausted. Maybe we need to say, no, I need to cut some of these expenses out. Maybe I need to cut some of these extracurricular activities. Maybe I need to cut some of these hobbies. Maybe I need to cut some stuff out to allow for there to be margin. So that there is a little bit extra in the account that I don't, I'm not worried that one day I'm off of whether or not I'm going to starve. And so part of having rest is making sure that we create margin for that rest. The second thing we need to do is take the time intentionally. And for most of us, that is, that is not going to be random. That is going to be scheduled. That is looking at your, maybe you have, you have the ability to say every week, Every week or almost every week, it's going to be this day and I'm going to take the bulk of this day or I'm going to make sure that I take this afternoon or I'm going to take this morning or I'm going to take, um, take these three evenings off or whatever it is and you're able to look at that and you schedule that right in. You look at the consistent days of the week that you're able to take off. You look at maybe the time of day that you're able to really unplug and dis uh, disconnect and 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 do something else or just read a book and go to bed or and then you've got to look at your vacation days you've got to look at um 
the the opportunities you have to spend with your family and the trips that you, you were able to take with your family and even the days if you may be in a, a work setting where you can schedule in retreats for work but that are disconnecting our time of rest in work for work but that has to be done intentionally you've got to schedule that at, in you've got to plan for that and then you've got to follow through and do it and the third thing we've got to do is practice faith now that for us involves reading our Bible, uh, taking time to pray, uh, focusing on spiritual disciplines uh, like like taking Sabbath or or, uh, or prayer or uh, getting a mentor, having an accountability partner, uh, fasting, giving, uh, worship. It, it, it involves all of those things that help build our trust in God. But there is also the practice of faith and trust where we look to God and say, you know what, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do these things in these time frames and trust that you're going to take care of it anyway. Trust that you're actually better at providing for me and for my family than I am. And that I could work these extra four hours. I could work these extra 10 or 20 hours. I can work this extra day. But I'd actually, me and my family will actually be better off if I don't. And so you've got to practice trust and practice faith in God. And the more you do that, and the more you create margin and you take time intentionally and you practice faith, the more you do that, the more rested you will be and the more restored you will be and the more healed you will be and the more you'll be able to trust and the more you'll see the value of it and the easier and easier it will be to have that trust and faith in God that he is going to provide. Now I shook this up uh, a day I think I shook it up yesterday I shook it up really good a couple of days ago and uh, I've just been letting it rest for for 24 hours and that's a much that's a much different reaction because I let it rest this this can of sparkling water president's choice sparkling water not a sponsor yet um, this this can of sparkling water didn't explode on me it didn't spit it didn't do anything. It just opened up and here it is. That's what happens. When you let it rest, all that chaos and all the exhaustion and everything kind of settles down and brings you back to a place of clarity and health. And the point of practicing consistent moments of rest is restoration. Bring it back to a healthy place. It's like you know that when you get really angry and you need to take a little bit of time to calm down, to rest. You know that if you go to the gym, you work out, you work out real hard and your muscles stretch and the muscle fibers tear and you need downtime, you need rest. Actually, you need rest between your sets when you're working out so that your body can restore itself so it can be healed it needs that time it needs that not just time it needs that time when nothing's happening so it can be restored and so the more that we do this the more feeling of restored you'll be the healthier you feel the clearer more energy more enjoyment less stress more freedom 
the fact that it, you'll be able to tell that it's not all on you become more and more apparent and be more and more the foundation of your life and you won't be running around feeling exhausted and chaotic and feel like you're totally losing and that, that you're losing in the struggle. Rest is important. We need rest. That's why God established the Sabbath. Is because we need these consistent moments of rest for restoration and healing. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Mm-hmm.